The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to The Power of Water, Earth's Human Mission, and my show. I'm Sharon Kleina. The show's topic has always been, always will be, a focus on what is happening in the world and its water crisis and your health. And always remember as where the show is, you're listening to the show, and please send your family, your friends, and people you meet to come and listen. Because without the water, there is no life. Without water, you have no life. There's a saying out there, we need water to replace ourselves. Now, what that means is you're walking with nothing but the water. The water is you. You are the water. Now understand that the show, as you're being educated with this, call it our little our laboratory of education, is I will interrupt, my guests will interrupt, and we're going to learn together what we can do to save child's, a child's life. Did you know that 5,000 children are dying a day on our planet Earth with, uh, because they have no water or sanitation? Look at what's happening in Haiti. That, to me, is not, it's not inexcusable. They knew from the beginning that all that money should go in as fast as possible for, number one, water, probably hopefully getting in some showers to detoxify with tents of showers, and then good sanitation. They knew it from the beginning. That should have been the most, first of all, most important thing to do. What were they having? A problem of cholera. And it will go on for quite a while. The one thing we've got to learn with our lives is we must look at all the water on the planet and what we must do to have a legacy and will to the next generations to come. They will always know they will have water for life to exist and earth to exist. Can you imagine standing away from the solar system and you looking back and you're this person looking at earth and you're noticing, oh my gosh, earth has water. But what if in time, uh, 50 years, 100 years in time, their water begins to deplete and becomes polluted and, and no longer has as, as able to have a drink of water, have sanitation? And you m- must know that logically, common sense, that every doctor I'm sure has told you, you must drink 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. 8 to 10 glasses of water a day, not with minerals, uh, but not with special vitamins and minerals in it. That blocks absorption. That isn't nature. You need no, you don't want the juices, the teas, and the liquids because they're liquid. No, it's got to be plain water. Eight to ten glasses of water in a 24-hour period. For you to regenerate yourselves with the electrolytic ability for those cells to detoxify and you to live a healthy oxygen life with hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, all of the elements that are vital to you to, to detoxify and have an immunity protection. 
So remember that as you're listening to the show each week. Now, our show sponsors Save a Child's Life Foundation also worldwide. Put a child's heart in your hands. Recognize melanoma. Think about this. They must have water for a safer life. And, and think about the children of the world. Today we have an exciting guest. I'm really excited about John Mashaka. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and we'll get that correct in a minute. John Mashaka lives in Charlotteville, North Carolina. He's an investment banker and founder of the John Mashaka Foundation. It's a 501c3 international charitable organization. And his foundation is currently on projects like Clean Water Initiative. And he will tell us some very fascinating things about what he's been learning going to those countries and learning more about what we've been studying on this show with people from National Geographic and World Vision and and Living Waters Foundation and Charitable Waters Foundations about what's happening out there with people who are having to get up and the women having to get up with their children in the morning and go get the water, carry the water back every day, what little water they could carry. We're going to learn a lot about that. Our second guest is B.J. White from Houston, Texas, author of Heart Failure Survival as a topic. He we're going to learn more about uh, our cardiovascular and what we need to learn, and I'm sure he's going to teach us a lot. One thing, as listeners, you might must be told, is we've had guests from all over the world, from China and with Switzerland and Sweden and Spain and Italy and Kenya and Holland and more. It's been very exciting in the United States. So listen well. Our, our, all of our guests make this a special show. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It's the only 100% all-natural tissue culture grade of water to be able to mist and supplement the eyes uh, for daily de- because of de- dryness and daily dehydration. Remember, the eyes require 99% water to maintain vision and healthiness for the eye. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, mist with just a mist can supplement that all-natural all day long. We'll listen to our sponsor and be right back with John. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. John, are you with us? Sharon. John, how are you today? 
I'm fine, Sharon. How are you? Well, I want to thank you for joining us, and you and I have a lot in common. We both have a mission about water. Uh, John, what country are you from? Well, I was born in Tanzania and uh, moved to the United States at age 16. Mm-hmm. And you became an investment banker. Yes. Uh, after finishing my college, I got a job with Wachovia Bank, uh, which is now Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. And I've been working with them since then. Um, but in 2005, I traveled back to Africa, and the experience was quite different. You know, I was used to the life of uh, three meals a day, at least, nice car to drive, decent shelter, and above all, running water. So when I was in Tanzania, one morning around four, four in the morning, uh, because of the time difference, I was awake and I had a lot of noises on the outside. I asked who they were. I was told they were going to the lake to fetch water. So I thought maybe that's just the way of life. The next day, around 12 noon, sitting outside, I saw a group of women and children, almost 12 of them, walking with buckets on their heads, and I asked where they were coming from. I was told these are the people you had last night. They went to the lake 20 miles away to get less than five gallons. So they were up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and you did not see them again until 12 noon. Uh, let's, yes. just assume, let's just assume that when they got to the water, the location of the water source, they may have even, um, did they wash some clothes and take a bath maybe, and it took so much time? Or it does take that much time, of course, to walk with water coming back 20 miles away. Yes. Uh, actually, the normal walk time is seven point something hours but uh, they can take bath they can wash clothes so it could be longer it could be up to nine or ten but on the average if it just goes and fetch water and come right back it's eight hours Mm -hmm. now you know we've had people from national geographic on our show john and they've described this and you firsthand now have been there with it um and those were your 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 people you were from that area i'm is that right Yes, um, my roots are from that region. Actually, my grandmother still lives there. Okay, and so you're telling us, and this has been my reason behind this show, John, is I learned so far long ago that without water, there is the life is is limited. And we take that. You were talking about the cars and the three meals a day. But if a person doesn't have running water, you feel like something has been taken away from you. Uh, you you know that something has been taken away from you, water. And there's something about the puddle of water, the lakes and the streams and the mountains, all these we take for granted in some parts of our world, they're there. Then you go to play, uh, countries like what you're describing, and these people are having to get up with instincts to know they'll only survive if they go from, 12, uh, from 4 o'clock in the morning until 12 noon and to fetch the water. Now, let's bring up something about the hazards of that. Uh, They have to have it. Without it, they won't live. What is the weather like different times of year? We have seasons in America. What are their seasons like to do this? They have to do it, no matter what. 
Well, in this region, they have only two seasons, uh, which is rainy season and dry season. But uh, since this is a semi-arid area, uh, dry seasons are longer than rainy seasons. And uh, there are a lot of dangers in this um, both seasons. During rainy season, uh, we find streams and ponds. But at that time, they are very, very dirty for human consumption. And uh, that's when a lot of diseases you know, uh, waterborne illnesses uh, do occur because you can find the elderly people who are not strong enough to walk these miles, go to the streams and get whatever they can to go and use. Now, so in, the, in the imagine. other season, do they have hot weather like Asia has hot weather up to 130 degrees? Yes, it gets very dry, but not that. Uh, maybe it can go to 90 degrees to 93 uh-huh. degrees, but it doesn't get to more than 100 degrees. But it would make the, the sand hot. If it's, if it's that way, if the sand stays hot continually with no cooling, uh, now does it cool down at night so that if they leave at night, it's still cool on the sand? Or, the, or, the, yes, or I shouldn't say sand, I should say the surface they're walking on? Yes, um, at night is pretty cool, but during the day is just unbearable for a majority of the people there. Right. And even uh, animals and other vegetation do suffer seriously during these um, uh, dry seasons. Now, what are the ages of the women? And are the children going with them too, the, the girls? That, now, I'm, not, I'm never hearing about the little boys. I'm always hearing about the women and the little girls. Is that right? Yes. Yes, um, let me just give you a, a brief overview. Uh, in the course of five-year time frame, when I've been traveling to Tanzania, uh, we've worked with all kinds of people. We've worked with albinos, we've worked with orphans, widows, lepers, and many people who are being considered um, a society abandoned. And uh, basically what we were doing is providing some basic necessities of life. But we came to consider that how long are we going to do this? What's the sustainable way of helping these people? That's when we came into the water issue. But people who suffer the most, uh, let's not single out little girls. There are also little boys who do okay. this. Okay, and, little uh, girls, boys too. Okay. Yes, um, but the women age, they range between 50 uh, to as young as five-year-olds. So between All five years old, they're learning them. how to be part of this, um, providing the water s- uh, supply for survival every day. And so they're yes. learning from the age of five or what uh, on up to the age of 50. Now, I've seen the pictures of the, uh, of the women there's probably women who are maybe only 25 that look like they're 105 because of the leathered skin and the weathered skin. Yes. Um, the general health conditions are very, very poor because there's nothing else they're doing to better themselves except walking all these distances. And when they come back home, Sometimes they have to walk to the woods to fetch firewood they, can, they use as a fuel for cooking. So you can just imagine, children don't even go to school. All they know is either going to graze uh, their kettle or going to look for water. So you're finding that um, water is causing a lot of um, hardship uh, to these people. Like you said uh, uh, at the beginning of the show, water is everything. There's no humanity without water. There's no John, can, did you water. hear me say, excuse me for interrupting once in a while, but did you hear me say, and that's so true, 
I had an unbelievable scientist on, and I said, from in the world, and I said, can you imagine, John, standing away from Earth, and you're looking over at the planet Earth, away from Earth, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, Earth has the water, and uh, our other planets don't seem to have the water that Earth has. Isn't that amazing? And then you're coming onto Earth, John, and we're finding out that what has been forgotten has been lost, has now been found out about, that that water is the whole reason there is a planet Earth of life at all, down to the living water. Then you come along and you find, oh my gosh, what has been found is lost because we didn't protect everybody on Earth to make sure that everybody had water. Everybody. And that's such a simple, that's a very simple gift for all of us to provide to each other is make sure we have the water. Ms. Sharon, it's very embarrassing and very shameful for us today. We are living in one of the richest generations of all time. We are spending billions of dollars building nuclear weapons. We are sending people into the moon. We are funding ambitious projects for the future, yet we can spend on making water available to the entire humanity. Now I'm going to add, I'm going to add one more to, for you to think about. What about the individuals that are becoming billionaires because they're pushing the environmental cause, but water isn't the number one cause? So we not only have organizations and companies that are making an enormous amount of money because they're trying to explore, we have personal individuals that are making an enormous amount of money personally, but water isn't the number one cause. Why, I, John, have you ever stopped to think about the, uh, why is it, that, why do you, what is your evaluation? Uh, why do you think that some of these, so we'll call them brilliant people, that have means of, 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 of achieving enormous of wealth for their organization, their business, or themselves personally, why didn't they make the first priority of the environmental cause water? Do you have any idea? Uh, what I can tell you is that humanity has lost its focus. I think, oh, um, I'm glad you said that word, focus. Yes. Um, yeah. The, uh, I mean, larger governments, bigger governments, wealthy individuals, companies, I think they need to channel their resources into water as one of the means of peace. You building. and I and others, there's others of us, you and I and others breathe that. You know, we're going to take a moment and come back. Don't go anywhere, John. We're going to have you teach us because you're very, very, I love the fact that you're focused on how to describe this with no fr extra words. I like the word shameful. I like the word, we've got to, something's got to make a change here. Uh, you're making a point of the fact that we've got to focus, and the only way we could focus to do this, John, as a world together is bring the world together and find one focus that's environmental cause, the number one cause. John, we're going to take a moment with our sponsor, and we're going to be back with you in a minute. Don't go anywhere, okay? Thank you. All right. Stay with us. I'm really enjoying this. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Miss, with just a mist. Can you imagine the people in the world that if they had a 
their face, uh, their eyes misted with what would be the revolution of all natural, nature's farm of first. In other words, the nature of our lives is the water first. Let's think about that. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist, 100% all natural water to supplement the eyes. We'll listen to our sponsor and be right back with John. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. John, uh, when we were talking and uh, teaching our audience about your cause, you decided to have a mission to now, when you first arrived in the country, you wanted to make sure that they had their daily necessities. But all of a sudden, you found that water was should be the number one priority of your cause, and then everything else can come later with it. Um, with what you're teaching us today about what you and I were saying about water should be primary, the number one environmental issue. And people forget, John, environment is people. Environment is life. It isn't just because the air is polluted and, and uh, it, it, isn't, it isn't the fact that we only need to recycle uh, materials and, and uh, be understanding of the energy and all that. But life, without the life of healthy human beings and healthy life on earth, there would be no one to do that, anything else. Tell us more about what you believe is shameful of what we've done here, all of us. And we're all guilty. We all need to now join together with you, John, and all of us to join a mission to go help this, assist it. Tell us about what, how shameful you think this is. Miss Sharon, I think we are on a, on a learning curve here. We are all learning. But what I can tell you in very few words, I think human vision and mind has been camouflaged by greed and selfishness. It thinks of himself more than his God-given environment, very beautiful. He does not think of what is going to be tomorrow. What man thinks about is what can he get today out of it. You know, have you ever seen the bumper sticker? I don't know. Um, it says, when I pa- pa- go, die, I'm taking it with me. There is an attitude that happened in the last three generations, maybe uh, three decades, of where what you just said, the greed of people's personal 
agendas to go out and take advantage of other people because they think if you don't do it in a hurry, somebody will catch on. So therefore, you better hurry up and try to take as much for yourself as you can. And people are forgetting. We're living, have you ever noticed, John, that the United States of America is probably the most concerning, charitable country you can find in the world? It is one of the most, not maybe the most, but one of the most. And we live in 50 states here. Called 50, I call them 50 little countries. What have you been learning about water issues just in the United States? Uh, what I can say that uh, in the United States, we are blessed to have running water and a lot of um, other resources um, that can enable us have water. Uh, we have a lot of wealthy individuals who can uh, literally change the direction and the future of humanity if they could just invest their little of their income into water. They're now, have you going to... about those? There's some different ones. Just as you said just that, there's been a lot of charitable donations going to what's called the water wheel. Do you know what the water wheel is? Uh, I've not really known about that, but uh, what I've studied in this uh, three-year time frame is about the water wells. A lot of organizations uh, all over the globe are going into Africa and other third world countries digging wells to, you know, solve the water problem. But what we've come to realize, these ones are not, um, uh, you know, they're not solving the problem for in longer terms. They're only providing water temporarily for those who are in need. And then sometimes they're only serving small communities that are having the chronic problem. So uh, we sat down with a lot of people and uh, studied this for quite some time now. So you, with, and, within uh, the villages, you sat down with the people in the villages and, and, and yes, asked a lot even, of questions. Um, what were some yes, of the questions even, you were asking them? Um, not, not only the villages. We've also spoken to some people around the globe, uh, experts, who okay. could also okay. help us to solve this water problem. And okay. some of the questions we were asking them, what can we do to help them? And they also agreed that the only thing that can solve their problems is making water available. We can provide them with food. We can provide them with clothes, this and that. But at some point, those will run out. Now, when but you say water temporarily, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I want to get that one before I forget uh, that question. When you go in and they get a well in a, in a village or a community, when you say temporarily, does it go eventually dry? What do, what do you mean by temporarily? Yes, uh, the issue is some of these uh, small wells that are being dug, they're being dug with a small population in mind. But, you know, the com communities grow. And even if they have those small wells, sometimes they don't have the capacity to supply a larger community. Well, you know what might be happening, too, is when you bring water to a community, there's going to be more people coming from outside of that community that don't have it that are going to come to the community and live there. Yes, yes. So uh, we, came up, we came up with an idea, um, the water tower that can be drilled in an area, and then this water tower can be able to supply water to a very, very large community at a very minimal um, at, at a very minimal cost. Oh, the figures we have right now is um, 
in a period of 20 years, which some of these towers are guaranteed to uh, work without any problem, you, the cost per year is going to be 43 cents to have water within five minutes walk and limited, I mean, unlimited amount of water within five minutes walk for mm -hmm. only 43 cents. A year is only $8. Yeah, you mean and 43, are, cents a per, 43 cents a person that's living there? Yes, for the year, the, the cost, because we are trying to calculate this in a community of 23,000 people. Okay. And the cost to erect that water tower is only $200,000. So now, opposing our we, vision, what does a water tower look like? What's the build-out? The water tower, they're more or less, um, they are very environmental friendly. We have actually a designer out of Spain who designed a tower that is going to be very, very eco-friendly. The only thing we are going to use to erect it, which is, um, is only metals and cement, that's it. Mm -hmm. So everything else is eco-friendly. Even to power water from the ground, we're going to use renew renew renewable energy solar. It, how much water would the t water tower hold? It's going to hold something like twenty to 30,000 gallons. Okay. Okay, and, how would it, and it would replenish itself like recycling from the, the dug well, and the water would then go into the tower? And uh, yes. from and be recycled, uh, so it would always keep the amount of, let's say, let's just pick out thirty thousand gallons. So it would always maintain a thirty thousand gallon level. At all times, yes. And okay. the energy we are going to use is um, we're going to use solar or windmills, whichever is available in that. Uh, to keep that, that moving. Region. Okay, keep that cycle yes. of water moving in there. The reason I brought up the water uh, wheels, uh, the playground, uh, that uh, there's a, a, an entertainer in the United States that's behind a lot of contributions into the water. What the, like, it looks like a little merry-go-round, and the children go and play on the merry-go-round, but it's really pulling that water out of the ground through, from the well. Yes. Yes, I know now what you're talking about. Yes, we've yeah. studied that one, but the cost compared to our oh, tower. Oh, my. Was yeah, I mean, that is, uh, I agree with you, but it's something uh, that they've tried to think of in an area. And then there's this tube well. Do you know what a tube well is? We had a guest no. on our show where he, from India, and it's a young, there's two of the one boy was like 15 years old and his friend. And uh, they started this foundation to start digging tube wells. And the tube well is a smaller tube going into the ground to bring the water up, so it brings it more shallow through a tube well of pipe rather than so large, and, and then the pressure uh, is able to come up through what's called a tube well. Uh, but your idea, I'm going to say to the world, your idea of the water tower, uh, I've been studying water for over 30 years, that water tower to me, if it's at all possible, to engineer and make it safe, no contaminations, uh, that is the way to go, John. So tell us more about your water towers. How is that going? Yes, there, uh, right now we're on the um, funding phase. We are, we are trying to seek the funding that will enable us to um, get on the ground possibly by March next year. March so of 2011. Yes. 2011, the only 11. obstacle we have, we are still and where lagging have you got behind a spot? You, can in, you tell in the listeners where that spot would be, where you'd build your first water tower? Yes, it's going to be fast water tower, fast water tower because we've tried traditional wells, 
that the cost, the long-term cost for this uh, 23,000 people was going to be millions. So, but this one is just $200,000, and 23,000 people will be having clean water for 20 years all the time. So this is the difference. Uh, like the playground pumps you're talking about, we've also studied that. So if, but a the person cost wants to each, if a person wants to contribute, you would send them a description of where the first tower would be built, how much it would cost, the life source of the tower, uh, how many people it would be supplying, and then also the amount of gallons, of course, that will be continually supplied into the water tower. You have that available. Yes, yes, we have that one available, and also uh, we are partnering with some organizations which have a lot of experience also on this project. Now, uh, who are the, the organizations you're partnering with? Uh, we're trying to, we are partnering with WaterAid, okay. which is uh, headquartered in the United Kingdom, and also Care International. Okay, okay. Yes, And Care you're on file to be part of their organizations to, uh, as this is one of your projects together? Yes, okay. yes. Now, your website is um, – tell us how they can come to your website and get information. What is your website address? The website is www.mashakafoundation.org. Now, f- spell Mashaka. It's M-A-S-H-A-K-A, foundation. M-A-S-H-A-K-A, foundation.org. Yes, it's M as in Mary, A as in Apple, S as in Samuel, H as in a house, A as in Apple, K as in kingdom, A as in Apple. That's my Shaka Foundation. Okay, we only have two minutes left, and I would love to have you on again when you start getting closer to the when the contributions start coming in, John. Keep us informed, and we'll have you on again. Tell us in the next two minutes what you believe that the world should hear about what you've been learning, because you've been on the ground with this. Uh, you, yes. You're an investment banker living in Charlotte, North Carolina, with running water and, and he, 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 forced air heating and cooling and a beautiful place to live, Charlotte, North Carolina, and yet you go over to what country is it that you're going to? Tell our listeners again. Tanzania. I normally Tanzania. go to Tanzania. And you're yes. from Tanzania. That's where I was born. You were born. And how long have you lived in America? Well, uh, more than uh, 16 years. I'm 33 now. And what brought your family, before I forget, what brought you to America? I came uh, by myself to go to school at age 16, and I stayed. Okay. Yes. Well, you are a visionary. Now, tell our listeners what you would like them to hear before we only have a minute left. Sharon, uh, first of all, I'm very humble to get this opportunity even to be in your show and also to represent or speak on, the, on behalf of the people who are some of the m- most marginalized on this planet. We all have a moral obligation to do all we can. And as I do understand, and also as everybody believes, water is key to everything. There's no life without water. There's no economic progress without water. There is no, no education without water. You cannot water. be healthy at all. You can never be healthy without water. There's no peace without water. A lot of conflicts in regional or cross-national boundaries are caused with water. We are living in an age where we are the most richest, yet we are doing very little to make this commodity available. John, if you were going to Twitter, 
what, something you just said. What would be the two words, three words, or what would be a Twitter to you to tell the world, I want to Twitter you about how important it is that water saves lives? What, what would be your quick thing? And we, our time is over. What would you Twitter? The water should be free for all. It should not free be water for all. Free water for all. Yes, free water. Water, water should not be luxury. Be it should all. be free for all. Okay. Well, you know, that's why years ago, uh, John, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, and I did this to bring following, and I brought the following um, through the years. We put millions of dollars behind studying water for why the body is dehydrating, and we're dehydrating. And the moment we were born, we entered the air we breathed from our mother pocket of water. We all of a sudden lived without the water from there on. People have to get back to what, how important it is that water and dehydration and hydration is such a simple nature's pharma first. In other words, before they had pharmaceuticals and medicine, they studied nature first. We need to get back to that. And without the water being the primary study, John, there is no, where would you go? There's no place to go. Without the water. There's nowhere to go without water. Well, God bless you and all the of you people that are following you. And I'm going to say to the world, go to www.mashakafoundation.org. John, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you have a thank wonderful so season much, coming. And uh, anything we can do, keep in touch with us. Would you do that for me? I certainly will. Okay, and thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me in your show. Bye. You have a nice Bye. day. Wow. I always do that at the end of many of the guests. I go, wow, because uh, I am sincerely saying, oh, my gosh, Ooh, let's do it. Uh, free water, free water, free water uh, uh, should be the motto of the world. And the environment is, must, it must be. Uh, that water must be safe. It must be for free and it must be for all. This is the planet Earth, by gosh in heaven, in the solar system world. Come on, come on, come on. We're going to take a moment with our sponsor, and we're going to be back with B.J. White. And he's going to tell us about he had a heart failure, and he's going to teach us some survival things and learn more. And he wrote a book called The True True Health Care Reform. I'm all for it. And we know it's going to be topped with water. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know that the surface of your eyes, when your eyelid opens, is 99% natural water? Did you know that if you apply an eye drop on that water, that it flows away and causes a flooding, a floating, uh, a mixture of chemical or whatever with the water? That isn't suitable. That isn't acceptable to any of us. We need just a mist first. Nature Sears Eye Mist with just a mist is tissue culture grade of water. Nature Sears Eye Mist has had a patent approved of supplying moisture description to the tear film with just nature. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature Sears Eye Mist with just a mist, and we'll be back with BJ. Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk.
Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. BK, are you with us? Yes, uh, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you today? Oh, I'm just fine. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, I was, we're fascinated by uh, your story and the book you wrote, True Health Care Reform, but you were concerning yourself with uh, what some of your own uh, experiences with, you had heart failure. Right, I did have heart failure. Tell us a little bit about you and your past, and we'll move into your wanting to educate us about uh, our health and some of the things we need to learn. Uh, What is your past? Tell us something about yourself. Well, I was a small business owner from uh, 78 to around 88 and um, uh, in the uh, wholesale uh, business um, for about 23 years. And then um, uh, because of the heart failure um, and the the way that things took place uh, leading up from 204 to 205 when I went into the uh, emergency, the last time I went into the emergency room for the treatment of the heart failure. And with that new health care bill that was coming into effect and the way it would affect the American people, I uh, decided to write the book, True Health Care Reform, uh, based on my experience uh, going through the emergency room because uh, uh, the way uh, the things are in that health care bill. Okay, I'm going to ask you then first. Uh, you had in 2004 and 2005, you said you were taken to emergency with with cardiovascular trouble. Right. Okay. And uh, you then decided, before they talked about the health care bill, of course, uh, to learn more about... Uh, your own personal experiences and what other people would experience, or you did that after the health care bill came out this last year? Well, I did it uh, after the health care bill came out uh, because, you know, I was uh, focusing on what they was putting in the health care bill. Now, have you read all of the pages in the health care bill? They they had uh, uh, the first bill that came out of uh, Congress. Uh, out of the House of Representatives, I read most of that. Then they. they and how many uh, pages was that? That was two thousand and some. Okay, and but then they, they uh, changed that bill. I believe it was thirty, thirty-nine sixty. I'm not sure uh, what was the HR thirty-nine sixty, but they they changed it to HR thirty-nine sixty-two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you believe that with your own personal experiences that you that you're very pleased with what you're learning about the new healthcare approach in the United States. And what were your experiences to why you believe that the healthcare bill is going to help yourself and others like you because of your own heart failure? What is it? What is in that bill that you can t- teach us that will help you? No, no, the the present healthcare bill. Uh, uh, will be detrimental to uh, a lot of uh, well, mo- most of the American people. Oh, I lost you. Now you say the new health care bill uh-huh. that has just been passed. Right. You're not agreeing with the 2,000 pages uh, no. or what you've been under- understanding. No, I, I don't agree with. Now I agree with the part where uh, the pre-existing uh, condition and, and uh, stopping the insurance company from de- denying coverage. But uh, the, the, there's a, a part in the bill. Uh, do you remember back in the summer when uh, the American people was uproar about the what they was calling the death panels? The what panel? The death panels. The death panel. Uh-huh. D-E-A-T-H. Right. Death panels. panels. Do you remember that? Uh, yes, I do. But I wanted to make sure the listeners, because remember, we have a worldwide audience. Okay. Well, in that new bill... Uh, Part D of H.R. 3509 is entitled Comparative Effective Research. Uh, Section 1181 of Part D defines CER as research evaluating and comparing uh, health outcome and the clinical effectiveness risks and benefits of two or more medical treatment. Uh, But because of the American outrage about them pulling the plug on grandma, they added under the heading limitation of certain use of comparative clinical effectiveness research, Section 1182C1. And they say that the Secretary of Health shall not use evidence or finding from comparative clinical effectiveness research conducted under Section 1181 and determine coverage, reimbursement, or incentive programs under Title 18 in a manner that treats extending the life of an elderly, disabled, or terminally ill individual as of lower value than extending the life of an individual who is So younger. let me exp- let's see if I understand where you're coming from. And okay. your book is out there as one of the best sellers. Uh, you're out there on – are you selling on Amazon? I'm selling on barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. Okay, and it's true health care reform is what you've been studying. So you're relating education to us today to think about their, the death bill and uh, the, the understanding that if a person has been uh, diagnosed that they may not live too many more years or too much longer, that they should not receive anything from the national health care bill of support financially because it would become a waste because they're not going to live very long anyway. Right. That's why I Did I follow you? That's why I disagree with uh, that part of the bill where they're going to have this panel, and this panel is going to do research, and they are going to determine how a patient uh, from birth all the way to when they were talking about grandma, how they will be treated by the doctors. Uh, now by you said from birth. Uh, the panel... They're going to have a lot more people hired to pay a lot more money 
to hire to get these panels set up of all these different uh, categories of specialty, right? Um, health related reasons. Right, but, but one the is one in particular is from birth. They're going to be tracking you all the way till they determine that you've lived long enough, and that you you're going to become too expensive for the government to assist. Right, and, and they that, will that, come to a time to where they won't be able to give you the same financial assistance with your medications or your medical care because you won't live much longer if they decide that with that panel. Did I say that correctly? Well, they're going to uh, uh, start. Uh, that's what they was clarifying that they're not just talking about grandma. They're talking about from a newborn baby all the way up to grandma. That's why they I say they're going to. This panel is going to know who you are because of the right. paperwork and the paper trail. Right. Uh, all the way from birth. To? Up to a point that then they decide if you're if you're if you're if they financially can afford to take care of you any longer. Right. Except the part when when I said from birth. Now, if there's a newborn baby. And there's uh, something wrong with that newborn baby. Based upon their study, if they determine that, uh, based upon the, the two researches that they do, that the doctor should not uh, treat that newborn baby, then they would determine that they're not going to pay the doctor. See, even okay, if now newborn. there's another side of the panel. Right. The panel that makes our decision, you know, these panels are out there right now, even before the health care bill. And they, they're the ones who decide when you're going to, when the law says you can no longer let that patient lay in day, bed and support it any longer. Whether it's whether the patient is paying the bill or not, to, to BJ, the the patient could pay the bill and live longer. And and but if the if the state has a law that says it's not going to go any further to take a bed out of this hospital, and and, and energy from these uh, medical professionals, we want that plug pulled. So it doesn't have to be, but now you're saying in your book you're teaching us that from birth in this new bill, they're going to have the right legally to follow you from birth to whichever day. Maybe you were born with a problem. Maybe they may decide that when you were born with a problem, a symptom or a health failure, they may not go too long. And then all of a sudden they pull the plug on you because you will become too expensive for the government to financially take care of. Or you've gotten lucky and you get to live to be old. Let's say you get to be beyond 75, 70, and then all of a sudden you become ill, and they think, well, this person wouldn't have lived because the average age of living is probably 80 now, and that we will not assist you because you're at a time of life that would become. We need to put that put that money into somebody else because we're, our budget is already too full of too many people we're taking care of. And everything, BJ, has to operate with a budget, with a plan. Right. One of my, I'm going to share with you in the audience, I have this description. Um, BJ, did you notice when they went to do a lot of these things, they had no business plan to the plan? In other words, everything is a business. I don't care if you drive your car down to the grocery store to get the gas to get there, to keep the car operating. You had to have a business plan to keep the car operating. That was called money in the gas tank, keeping the car operating with the money and whatever you need to do with financial means. That's a business to me. Uh, you go into the grocery store, you buy what you need, and you come home. Everything needs a business plan. And what you're saying to me, and I've watched other people, BJ, follow me for a minute in the audience. Um, there's now, where's the business plan? Where's the plan? 
you know, a, a bit, it's a, it's a, a plan is a roadmap. Uh-huh. And it's been well thought out and well understood, like you just said, with all of your topics there and descriptions and, and, and legal numbers of, of the objectives there on the bill. Uh, they had never, one person even said, I think it was Nancy Pelosi, just pass it and we'll read it afterwards. Right. That was the clue to me. They didn't even know what they were doing because nobody would ever say that if you had a roadmap plan. And the roadmap plan takes you to what it's going to cost you. Right, but that bill was wrote by the insurance companies. Uh, so, therefore, the now have you been able to prove that the insurance companies wanted that bill to pass? Well, when before they came in with uh, the denying coverage in the pre-existing condition, the insurance company uh, was up there in Washington to have the bill passed. After they came in with that, then they didn't uh, really want the bill at, at that point. But we, first, we do when, have in America a challenge here, like you mentioned, and uh, it, it's, everybody knows there's got to be some evaluations of restructuring some of the planning of our health care in the United States. It's one of the best in the world. Right. It's the best in the world. Where can you go to have a mission down the street and a church that would help you financially and your health care? Where would you go to have more public assistance in the world with your health care? Um, and here were businesses providing health care until all of a sudden the mortgage failure happened, and a lot of businesses had to stop that. Now, we've only got about a minute and a half left. Tell us what you felt like, where to find your book, and well, what are the key things to zero in that you found very important that, about, in the book? Well, in my book, study? there's a proposed bill that needs to be mailed in to the 112th Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that proposed bill, uh, it do not cut Medicare. The donut hole will be completely closed in the first year the bill becomes law. Insurance companies cannot deny coverage because of pre-existing condition, and it is not mandatory that you buy the health insurance because if we lower the premium, it is a known fact that the American people do buy health insurance. Once they get a job, one of the first things they want to know is, can I buy health and dental insurance or will I be covered? Now, so, where would they find your book? My book is at barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com and other uh, online bookstores. But okay, and the book's co- name is True Health, True Care, Health Reform, Care Reform, written by B.J., two initials, White, uh-huh. W-H-I-T-E. And uh, we're out of time. But uh, you've, you've got an educational uh, value there for us to learn. And I always say this is like a laboratory, B.J. We come into this show, and we want to learn from each other. None of us know enough, and we couldn't know enough. So I appreciate what you've done with your book, and I want to study it, too. Okay. I want to thank you for joining us today, and you have a nice day, and um, have a wonderful season that's coming for you. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, today we've had John Mashaka from Charlottesville, North Carolina, who's an investment banker, founder of the John Mashaka Foundation, uh, that joined us about uh, the clean water initiative around the world. He's very concerned. I will join that with others about the fact that the environmental issues should always be number one about the water. And I asked John, what would you Twitter around the world? He said, make water free or water be free. Water should be free anywhere in the world. Come on, join us. Let's get together. 
put a child's heart in your hands and make water free for all children of the world. If water was free for all children of the world and safe, the adults would be able to indulge and enjoy it too. So let's think about that. Uh, B.J. White joined us about our national health care thinking here in the United States of America. We did have a bill passed this year on national health care planning, but it was so extreme during a very, very bad time of our lives. It could break the bank. So we've already had the mortgage uh, AAA ratings break the banks of the world. Let's get smart now. Let's think about our own health care and make it vital to us and concerning. But I think there's something you need to learn here, too. And I'll add this to your thinking as I say goodbye. Nature is pharma first. In other words, you are natural. You get up in the morning. You're part of nature. You should think about your side of you and your symptoms and what you need for your health care first. Before you go to your health care plan, second. Because if you don't understand your own health care and what your needs are and what you're not doing and what you're doing, you're all of a sudden forgetting about what your health care plan should be. So let's do that together. I want to thank you for joining me, and I do believe this, that uh, Earth has a secret. And every moment of the day, that secret is tapping you on the shoulder like the next dance. Embrace your life. Embrace the life of others. Earth does have a whisper with that moment of rhythm and that dance. Never say goodbye, because if you do, you might not leave something behind, but you want to leave you behind. Be immortal. Join the club of being immortal. You are that special to me. I want to thank you for listening to the Sharon Klein Hour, the power of water and your life on this earth. Have a nice day and be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.